Well, good morning, Arbor, and welcome to church. I hope that you all had a great Christmas, and we're excited to be able to um, be with you guys in your homes or at your vacation houses or wherever you guys are at this morning. <laughs> We're really excited that we could join you digitally. We are all individually enjoying Christmas with our families. Do people um, at our church have vacation houses? I hope so. <laughs> I hope that they share it with us, too, for our treat. I was say, you better put a plug. <laughs> yeah. But um, as you can see, we're all here at the church, but in reality, we're all enjoying our Christmas with our families. So we sat down and recorded this um, a couple days before Christmas break, and we just wanted to um, be able to join you guys on a Sunday morning, but still enjoy time with family like you guys are. So like a typical Sunday morning, we're going to start off with announcements, and Allison has a couple for us. So go awesome. ahead, Awesome. Good morning, you guys, or whenever you're watching this. Uh, hope you're having an amazing Christmas with your families. Um, hope there's lots of snow. I wanted to point out that if you do see snow in the forecast, you can always check our social media or our website for any building closures. But I don't think it should really be affecting us this week because we're all on vacation so it'd be hilarious if there was just seven inches of snow and we had no idea before recording this right. and it might happen it might happen so anyhow uh but don't let that stop you from giving <laughs> that's the next great transition good transition which is our next nice. announcement which is year-end giving uh, so many of the families at Arbor like to give at the end of the year because it, I don't know why, it just... It, <laughs> They're tax benefits. <laughs> tax benefits. Well, tax benefits for sure. So anyhow. Heart benefits. What you want to do is hustle over to the post office. If you're going to do it snail mail, you got to get there before 1 p.m. on New Year's Eve and get that baby postmarked and that way it will count as a tax deduction for this past year. So anyhow, you need to know about that. Moving ahead, something that you uh, probably want to know about also is what are we going to be learning in the new year, right? Like where are we going as, as a church body? Uh, we've just finished this series, which is Christmas stories. And now we're transitioning into something new, which is Romans 8. And we're going to spend quite a bit of time in Romans 8, uh, just kind of going deep. We want to chew on some meat this new year, and uh, Romans 8 is a passage that has so much for us uh, encouragement, kind of a little kick in the pants, and really good doctrine. So anyhow, we hope you'll join us for all of those. So hey, before we get started, Cliff, do you want to pray for us sure, this morning? Sure, I'd be happy to. Lord, thank you so much for a chance that we have to come to you. And as we look back on uh, the year that is closing uh, right now and very soon, and then look forward to, uh, to what's in front of us and what you're doing, uh, we just want to give you praise for seeing your hand in our lives in the past year. And we want to ask you to continue to guide and direct us in the year that's in front of us. Thanks for that. Um, even though there have been many things that we have not expected, that again and again we see you showing up in them. So uh, we're just praying now, Lord, that you would bless our time together and that you would uh, give us things to hear from you, Holy Spirit, that would uh, encourage us, that would bring you glory, and uh, that would have us be more effective as your kids. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So today, one of the things that we were talking about this past week as a staff is how God has moved. We're talking about Christmas and um, how it was an answer to so much prayer for so many years. And then uh, I asked the the staff the question um, about what were they praying for? And what, do you guys remember some of the answers that we had? What were, what were they praying for at that time? It was like deliverance from the evil Roman Empire, right? They were right. so hoping for um, a military leader to come in and kind of rescue them and yeah. take them out. Yeah. I mean, that was specifically at the time of Jesus' At birth. that particular time. Yeah. And then even hundreds of years before that, they're praying for a Messiah come to, to, to set them free and, and all that. And so all this prayer is going on and all these expectations of how that prayer is going to be answered. And... Um, and ironically, God answered all of those prayers. So we've seen some of the uh, uh, answers to prophecy and how unique they were about about Christ being born in Bethlehem and what he had to engineer to make that happen, to be one who came out of Egypt and what he had to engineer to make that happen. Uh, Herod killing the, the little boys, uh, what engin- was engineered to make that happen, him to be coming out of Nazareth, all this prophecy that was answered. And yet, not a bit of it was like I think people were thinking when they were praying. It was, it was, and so we just talked about, you know, this last year, um, what are the things that we were praying for, we were hoping for, and how did God answer some of those in what different ways? And, and uh, to see some of that parallel of, of here we're praying for something, and when we pray, we can't help but have expectations, can't help but have, I think this is the way that should happen. I think this is the way God should do that. And then all of a sudden, when it happens and God answers, it's so often not how we pictured it. And so we just, we just would thought it'd be great to share some of these things with you, because that's a picture we want for this past year, but also as we're praying into what God will be doing in and through Arbor and in all of our lives for the year to come. So, um, so Brian, when we're thinking about that and talking about that, can you give us some insights from your perspective? So I think going into 2021, there was a lot of uh, excitement, but also I was a little scared because I knew, like, you know, we lost two leaders and I knew that all of us had to take on more. And I was excited for the the ability to take on sermon, more sermon writing, sermon uh, pre preaching and then just coming up a series. I, w- I was excited, but I found, you know, a lot of my time focusing on Arbor overall that I started feeling super guilty for the student ministry. And, but I felt like it's okay because, you know, this is super important. I have to, I have to let this go. And so, you know, I just kept praying to God about like, man, just keep our, you know, protect our youth ministry while I'm trying to help this, the overall church. And, you know, at the, as I was praying that I did not realize and really towards and until towards the end of the summer that as I was doing that, my, the leaders in our ministry was taking on way more in the ministry. They were preaching for me way more, writing their own sermons way more, wanting to come up and lead games, wanted to put on the events and lead worship. And it felt great. Like it was, it was an answered prayer that it wasn't the exact prayer I was, I was praying, but it was the ministry was being taken care of and it wasn't by me. It was by the leaders who all just chipped in and, and just took it on and wanted to care for it. Even the ability to go to summer camp that we did in the student ministry, it was, I, I could not have put that on without all of the leaders like 
jumping in and saying, yeah, let's, let's do this together. So it was awesome because I, I got to help Arbor in the leadership, all of us like on staff and, you know, before you came Cliff to help keep us going, waiting, waiting for a leader. And while the ministry, all of these leaders decided to stand up and then, as you guys know, our ministry has just like doubled in numbers these last couple of months. And <laughs> all the leaders who took on responsibility are probably now regretting because now they feel <laughs> maybe like they're, they're stuck in it with, um, yeah. with m- more students. But I think, I think what I learned in this last year was, you know, even though we were doing this together, um, it still felt like alone. I just still felt like I'm, I was caring too much, like carrying and caring too much that, there was a lot of moments where I'm like, why, why am I trying so hard when I feel like nobody else is? And I remember getting frustrated and feel like I was caring about the church, caring about the the youth ministry. And then I realized that everybody cared, but most importantly that Jesus did. He, yeah. And he yeah. cared, he was carrying me while mm-hmm. I felt like I was carrying everybody else. Well, that seems to be a common theme for all of us around here is when, was it 2020? Wow. When, when all, (laughs) how is that possible? (laughs) When everything came out and started to go down, it felt like all of us individually said, this is going to be a lot of work. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to have to do. And I think the human instinct popped in that, man, we have a ton of work ahead of us. We've got a lot of things to do. And we felt like maybe we would be carrying a lot of weight collectively as a team on our shoulders, but more individually in our ministries. And I know for myself and then hearing Brian's story, I've heard stories from all of you guys that, um, the volunteers in our ministry all took on that same pers- that same perspective and mentality of, okay, let's all grab the extra work that we have to do because there's less of us and do that. And I, I know a couple stories from you, Allison, if you'd like to share a few. I know one happened a couple days ago. Um, oh, no, I love it. Yeah. I, I've seen a pattern. Actually, I've heard about this in you know, church lore, supposedly, like this is a thing that if a leader is removed from a position, um, it gives an opportunity for somebody new to fill that spot. And it takes a lot of faith to believe in that because what you're saying is that um, God has a plan for these things, you know, like for the work to happen, for people to be cared for and for ministry to happen. And it's not writing on one person. If you take that one person away, God's plan is that like ministry will continue and he'll rise people up. It's scary though, when that happens. So anyhow, (laughs) over this last year, there's been a sort of, um, movement. People have left Arbor. People have joined Arbor and the people we used to depend on for lots of ministry, like they weren't maybe there to tap on anymore, but sure enough, God has brought in people like new coffee people, right? Like the baristas we have here are amazing. So faithful. And they were not serving in that position before. So they're brand new. They're brand new. Right. Yeah. So anyhow, this one story that you're referring to was, um, I, I was reading in scripture about Jesus's birth cause tis the season. And there's this prophetess, Anna, who used to live in God's temple, like day and night. She was a widow. She had been widowed for like 70 years and her, her whole life was spent in, 
in the house of the Lord. And I know she was worshiping there, praying, but she also was ministering and like tending the house of the Lord. And I told Cliff last week, I was like, dude, I'm just praying for an Anna to come. And we need somebody who can kind of um, care for our, our home a bit. Like, I'm just missing that kind of person here. Yeah, and you actually said that someone that would kind of feel like it's their house to just right. love on and take care of and make it feel like it's right. a place for family to come. Right, and especially, you know, you have a holiday, and what does that caregiving look like for a home? It's like you spruce it up, you, you know, you prepare for guests, and anyhow. So not two or three days later, I get a text um, from Kara Reader, and she said, hey, I just wondered, can I come over and spruce Arbor up before the holidays? And I was like, yes, yes, you absolutely may do that. <laughs> and uh, she came yesterday then, and before Christmas, and I've never seen Arbor shine and sparkle the way that it has now after her care. Yeah. And I just feel like... The Lord heard this little request of mine. I was glad I pulled Cliff into it yeah. so that you could bear witness to an answered prayer. Um, but that is just kind of an example of how God's moved this entire year. He knows our needs. He knows He knows our needs as Arbor. And he has been faithful to continue to fill those spots so that ministry can flourish here and we shine and sparkle like we haven't in a long time. Yeah, that's really cool. And and I would bet that if when you and I, when you shared that with me and we were talking about it, that that she might not have been the first person that was would have come to your mind. Never thought. Never thought. Right. Yeah. Isn't that cool how God does that? Never yeah, thought. Yeah. And I was wondering, Brian, how, it, how your experience and seeing what's happened this last year in youth ministry, and it has just kind of Taken off, taken off almost now a challenge in leadership because of yes. all the what you've got going on there. It's, it's very challenging right now. So unexpected, so unexpected. Has that what what is how has that informed you as far as praying for twenty twenty two? I think I need more leaders for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it actually just doubling the ministry kind of changes a lot of just games I would plan on doing or events I'd plan on doing. Now with more students comes like, you know, in a sense, more purchases, um, making it more appealing. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys remember being in youth group, but, you know, there's a difference between 10 to 15 showing up, 20 to where we're now like almost 50 a week showing up when just students that it takes a almost like a, I need to spend a week just to like, okay, Maybe the ideas that I had for 2022, what are your plans now, God? Yeah, because yeah. what I planned is probably not going to go the way I wanted to. Yeah. Like even like budgeting for another summer camp. It's like, uh, I don't even know if I can use the same budget because now we might have twice as many kids as we took wow. as last year's summer camp. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, just it's me taking a week saying, okay, God, I had an idea. But what are you doing here? Right. So our takeaway, I'm just going to do a takeaway on that, really is how often don't, when we're praying, don't we put our expectations on God? And, and instead of saying, no, I really trust your answers are going to be better than my own. 
And so I trust you with whatever it is and however you're going to answer that. You know, I think that's, uh, I mean, yeah. And then he does, and he does it in a way that we just go, wow, that's uh, and, pretty cool. And as you guys know, our whole, you know, mission in the church is, and our ministry has been fill the room, fill the kingdom that ours, everybody knows that phrase in our ministry that, uh, we're trying to fill the sanctuary. And if we're trying to fill the sanctuary, we're filling the kingdom. And we, I started that in January, 2020 and it has, it took a huge hit after COVID. And then it was just frustrating to have this beautiful wall that says kingdom. If you guys have ever seen our wall, it's a hundred lights that say kingdom that uh, uh, one of the amazing volunteers here uh, made for the mission. But to start that January, 2020, and then COVID hit to see like, okay, are we still doing this and fighting it for the last almost two years and um, it hasn't, we really haven't been growing until these last two months where we have now turned on more lights than we ever have, mm. even before. Where are you guys at right now? Uh, 15, 59 lights. That's awesome. Of uh, how many, one amount of people in the room at once. You were part of the, you, I w- yeah. you were part of one of those lights. Yeah. yeah. So, so there are just so people who haven't seen that can picture that it, they're, they're the Christmas lights that you can yeah. screw in, you right? Screw, screw in yeah. uh, that spell out kingdom. That spell out. And kingdom. we're trying, we're yeah. trying to fill the room, fill yeah. the kingdom. And there's a hundred um, of them. And I think when I got here, we weren't. It wasn't twenty. No, it was. No. It was very. It was. Yeah. A little yeah. disappointing, honestly, because yeah. I was. It was like a conversation I had with God, because I remember when I when we came up with it, we were all excited at the like on, as a staff, and then for like it being almost two years and seeing nothing, I'm like okay, God, do I just end this thing? Like, mm. it's a lot of work. Do I just end it? And then to see uh, our students just now fully inviting their mm. friends, kind of changing the atmosphere to where now it's a hectic youth ministry that we're like, okay, yeah. so now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what happens if we do hit 100? Because yeah. this, is, this is crazy at 50. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it'll be so cool, like, looking down the road, right, of that wall in a future youth space, right, of, mm-hmm. like, none of the kids that come through will know the story behind it, but like you knowing how much that was like a labor of love at the beginning of the ministry, right. Of it took so long just to screw in those a hundred bulbs. And now, you know, for vision casting and dream casting, you're having like 200 kids come through and you know, just it's super cool that you already have that. And, um, I know it's not easy in the uh, interim, but and yeah. if you think you witnessed our last youth ministry, you said it was a crazy, <laughs> it was a crazy yeah, Thursday I was night. Here, uh, yeah, I was here on a Thursday night doing guitar lessons, and I just, I heard commotion, kids running around, and um, kids opening doors, and yeah, it was, it was fun, but it was like, man, Brian's got a lot on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how many of those kids were with you when you first introduced it that are net, like, because as you're saying this, I'm thinking, you know what's cool is you've prepared them in a sense over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think for, I would say we doubled, I would say half, the first half. That's cool. have been with us from the beginning. And uh, that's ministry. Yeah. So yeah. they, they saw it when they saw we, when we hit that 59, light, like the 59 and we turned it on, they all cheered. Like that's the so new kids cool. had no idea what was happening. <laughs> we turned it on. They all cheered. And that's the so rest cool. were just like, Oh, why, why are we, why, why are we, we cheering? Why yeah. are we cheering? Yeah. 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 Well, um, Michael, I, you don't have to say the volunteer's name if they don't want the recognition, <laughs> but, um, another cool story about a volunteer just kind of hopping in, um, kind of just 
going ahead of you when you already if people don't know christmas eve was a big production there was a lot that you were doing with the kids play um but you had a volunteer who put together advent bags is that right yeah and and i would she is amazing uh adrian gwen is uh she has from the moment i took on the role she was always stepping forward and looking at how she could serve the kids and she alongside many other of the leaders in the children's ministry, I just am so grateful for. Um, when we're talking about, you know, your perspective over the last year, it's it's hard not to extend that into the year before as well and say, because if you all remember when we were all kind of shut in, there was a, a handful of leaders that were going, you know what, let's do this and deliver them to people's houses. That was the big news last year. And I just am, am humbled and honored to be, serving with a team of people who so want to reach our kids at Arbor and so want to see them really understand and take ownership of their relationship with Jesus. So it's it's a cool deal. And uh, Adrian, if you're listening, thank you. You are amazing. Yeah. And so. she's also the one that when we did our prayer series for uh, six weeks, uh, she helped come up with things so that the kids could actually do that with us and be engaged in the prayer in prayers every week and thinking about prayer. And that was absolutely really cool because it was not on our radar at all. Yeah. I would argue she is, she is one of those people who helps push me along. She's going, okay, Michael, what's the story going to be? Cause I want to match up what we're doing with the crafts and the things I'm like, okay, let me refine it. And okay, here it is. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. What's your big takeaway for this last year and going into 2022? Whew. Uh, you know, when you first brought this up to us, I, and I went home and was really thinking about it, I was thinking about how um, I once heard the idea that a faith that is not tested can't be trusted. And alongside that, the word wilderness picked up, and so I started reading about Jesus in the wilderness and how when he went out and was tested— he came back and was in full authority for the teaching that he, his ministry that really took off. And as you talked about, you know, oftentimes when you're praying for it, you're not really thinking about how that was, would come about. And I'm the youngest, if you will, staff member as far as time with the staff, <laughs> not as far as age, <laughs> but, um, we're not going to go there. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was me. I'm then, sitting you know, right in the middle. It's not good. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it, it, when I first started with Arbor, uh, I had a vision of what it would look like for me participating with the staff and growing in who I am as a staff member and in ministry. And boy, was that totally thrown all the way off. Um at a certain point in time when it was really just the four of us. And I said, okay, well, I guess this is a time of testing. I mean, we were at a crossroads. Uh, and when I when you know, I, I, I guess I could either read the scripture or when I just talk about it briefly, but when we're talking about Jesus in the wilderness, there were basically three things he was tested with. First, physical food. You know, Satan says, turn the rock into bread. Uh, second, Satan... Uh, suggests that he could have all of the physical, all the things he could see, the kingdom, if you will. I really think of monetary gain in that sense. And then the last, he basically tells him to quit, to give up, you know. 
and I, I feel like in a sense, when it comes to quitting, we each were faced with that idea possibly at the very beginning. It's like, yeah, go ahead and give up. See, see how God handles that. And, um, Jesus, of course, being our perfect model, us being nowhere close to that, but growing in our faith that's being tested, hopefully can be trusted as we keep moving forward. I really just, uh, I found myself slowly coming into that place of what I had hoped would be ministry with Arbor, but in a whole different way than I envisioned it would be. And I'm grateful, looking back, that I get to do it with you guys. As well as with that team, like we're talking about, of leaders who step up and, as as Allison was saying, if there's a vacuum in leadership, it just gets filled. So it's so cool. Lots of praise the Lord for. Holy cow, yes. It's really important to think about how God impacts us in the past in the present, but also in the future. And, and, and Hayden, we haven't heard from you on, yeah. uh, on, on how that's worked for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting uh, format that we're doing because there's been a couple times when we do things like this, I'm usually in the booth running the podcast. Yes. So there was a couple times where uh, when you first prayed, I, I'm so used to being off camera that I went for my water bottle and I was like, oh, I'm on camera. People can see me. I can't. I can't be drinking water and doing Welcome things. To our yeah, world. exactly. Right. We've gotten so comfortable being off camera in the booth. So, um, but this this past year, um, well, I'll say past year and some change. Right. Um, it it's been it's gone through waves. Right. There's been a lot of um, great things that have came out of it. Obviously, we can all think um, about all the bad things that have happened and the tough things that have happened. But um, for me in my position as the worship director and kind of creative arts that falls in that realm, um, I've seen a big change where we've focused from being very much a production focused church. When I came in, it was, you know, transitions and clean. And, um, you know, (laughs) I used to do graphics with our former senior pastor and it was like margins, 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 and all these conversations. Right. And I, like, I spent more of my time watching YouTube videos on how to do things better than I did really, um, (laughs) reading my Bible or praying. Right. So I, I saw this huge shift in the new year of, um, especially working with people like Jeff Stamler and, and the media team and then the volunteers that are part of the worship team is we still want to do things well, right? We still want to be um, good at what we do and we want to bring our best to God, but um, the focus isn't clean transitions, right? And the most manicured service, um, the focus is God, right? And, yeah, and right. allowing room yeah. for the Holy Spirit to be part of the service, um, and if something's awkward, that's fine. You know, none of us like awkward silences or someone walking on a stage with a music stand, getting ready and there's nothing going on. But, um, our focus is, should never be what is the cleanest, most precise product. And, um, something that we have done on the, the tech team and the worship team is we've spent time on Wednesday nights praying together um, forming somewhat of a small group, right? Because we have rotating teams, so it's not like we have 30 people here every Wednesday praying and, and talking about life, but we've spent a big amount of our time focusing on having relationships with each other, um, praying for each other, and um, just doing life together, right? We 
we all have a common goal of leading people in worship and um, producing a service. But some of the cool things has been on a Wednesday night, typically we're done with practice before this year, it was everyone got done, they packed their stuff up and they left. And the past couple Wednesdays, it's been like a half an hour after we're done and people are still chatting. People are, some of the cool things is people are going and saying, Hey, you asked for prayer on this one thing. How's that going? Right. Yeah. Um, we had a member who had gone through a tough time and I showed up on a Sunday and someone um, who was a part of the tech team had a little like thinking of you card and gave it to someone on the worship team. And that's something that when I came in, there was kind of a clear divide between the tech team and the worship team. And I've seen just a cohesion and there's no longer, um, I don't want to get too into the weeds of all of it, but I find myself doing that. Sometimes there can be a little bit of animosity between musicians and the tech team, right? Because the tech team says, hey, you're too loud, or I need to turn you down. And then the musicians are like, oh, but the sound, it sounds so good when it's loud, right? So there's just <laughs> yeah. a general, yeah. sometimes Absolutely. if Always you're not careful, right, there's, a, yeah. there's yeah. an us in them, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. we want to have clean, genuine yep. sound. They want to turn us down. So when I got here, that was very much yeah. the relationship. And I, I've seen over time how much that's changed, right? Like there's there's a genuine, you're trying to do the your best job. I'm trying to do my best job. Let's work together. It's no longer us fighting. And now there's we're going above and beyond that, right? People are investing in each other's lives. They're praying for each other. They're caring, which is just great. And so anytime we get together on a Monday morning meeting and we talk about what the heck happened. There was, yeah. <laughs> there was two bumpers played, you know, like what was that all about? Right. And as much as I want to be like, Oh man, I got to work on that. I'm like, no, we're doing life together. Right. Like yeah. we can work on those things, yeah. but the heart of the team is in a much better place. And for me, something that I've talked with all the staff is I feel like we have a good core of people and a good core values as a church. And this is something that we can rebuild upon. And yeah. that, that makes me way more excited than where we were at a couple of years ago. Yeah, that makes me so excited yeah. because um, have, when I coming into the story, that was one of my prayers is, Lord, I, I want to be able to be, first, I just want to, I want to do whatever you want me to do. However you want me to do it, that's what I want to do. But I'm really asking for you to bring healing and for you to bring help. And so to hear that uh, is like is like such incredible music to my ears because nice. it, that was a good joke. You like that? Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and particularly because again, it's God doing it in a way that I couldn't have expected that. Right. So uh, you're just saying, Lord, would you intervene? Would you touch people's lives? And would you just get glory out of this and then just show us how to how to do that? And um, I think, you know, we've all we've all hit on a few folks that. Um, that have been made a big difference that way. And, and so I'll do my uh, shout out to, uh, to the, to two groups of people, but primarily because other than these guys here who we've done life together more than I have with anybody else, but, um, but then the elder, the elders, I've been so pleased with their willingness to, to take, to do a, a, a lot of difficult work to in, uh, take the time they have to be involved in the prayer they have, uh, they just had great hearts and it takes that. And you don't know that when you come into something. So, you know, for me coming as the interim guy, the, the first thing you're thinking about is that, are, are these guys going to be going to be serious about keeping Jesus center? Or am I going to get in a deal where it's all my stuff, your stuff and how we're going to do this. And then the other group is the prayer, prayer group who have a prayer team that have just been 
so consistent every week, praying, praying God's blessing, praying God's healing, praying God's ministry uh, for each of, of you all, for all of us as staff, for the elders, for the volunteers, and, uh, and then seeing the results of that beginning to bubble up in God's way that we can't see it. So uh, our, we couldn't expect it ourselves. So um, that's huge for me. And now as I look forward to 2022, personally, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what should I be praying for Arbor and for it? And, and how can I just, how can I learn to just thank you for the results when they don't look like the results? In other, you know, we're, we're talking about Jesus's birth. I, I didn't expect it this way, but thank you, because I know you've got a better plan. I didn't expect the youth thing to work this way, but thank you, because you've got a better plan. I didn't expect the this kind of interaction, but thank you, because you've got a better plan. I didn't expect somebody to show up and, and be willing to help out in that way, but thank you, because of the way your plan's working. So now let's talk for just a minute about 2022. So with that backdrop, what do we pray for and what are our expectations for 2022? Brian, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think a common theme that I feel like happened with our church, kind of a shift in 2021 that I hope is even better in 2022 is really allowing the Holy Spirit to to lead our services and lead just this church. I feel like, I don't know, just not utilized that well um, before. And then this year is like, okay, we have, don't have a choice. We have like no other <laughs> right. leader right now. So yeah. let's, yeah. I guess let's give it to the real leader, yeah. the yeah. Holy Spirit. So well, I guess there's nothing left to do but pray, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit, as we continue yeah. as a staff and can, as a as a leadership and just as a church, to keep trusting the Holy Spirit to see where the Holy Spirit leads us in 2022. So again, it's kind of like a like a you know almost a cop out. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Holy Spirit, right. <laughs> still trusting you. Yeah, but I'm excited to see us keep trusting and keep utilizing, keep saying the Spirit's name to our people and see what the Holy Spirit does. That's awesome. And I don't even think it's a cop out, really, because no. I, I honestly, <laughs> I think that trusting, having faith, and letting the Holy Spirit lead is much more difficult than us making the plans. Oh, thank you, Hayden. That's so true. Because <laughs> I mean, we—that's what we used to do, right? We used to plan everything out. We used to have our fingers on every element of things. And I think we've all talked about how it almost felt easier like a couple of years ago before all of this happened. Um, I think you and I were talking. I'm like, man, I wish I could just sit in my office and work on connection cards. Like <laughs> that's that was so easy. Right? It was it was grueling work, you know, but like that's what I kind of wish I could do at some at some points because it's it's hard. Like it's been a couple it's been a, a hard year and some change, and I think part of it is because it's required so much faith from us and the congregation and so much reliance on, God, you're going to lead this. So um, I don't think that's a cop-out at all. Yeah, so that's a great, great thing for uh, our listeners to apply to themselves as well, yeah, right? I was going to say that's transferable learning. If nobody has learned anything from the last two years, it's, it's that plans— don't actually work out all the time, right? Like you can set a plan, but the Lord directs your steps or COVID directs your steps or Who the knows government. if we're doing Romans 8? <laughs> <laughs> True well, story. True story. I mean, a, a year ago this weekend, we hadn't even opened our no. doors back up yet. We were working towards that. 
but um, we had tech to get involved, yeah. and we had, you know, something called a live stream and video switching. <laughs> figure out what staff was even going to do, what responsibilities each yeah. of us had. Right. Yeah. So in a year's time then, we mm-hmm. reopened um, after COVID and after our own personal losses here as a church, and we had to reestablish everything. Yeah. Mostly taking baby steps forward, occasionally taking baby steps back, mm-hmm. and and but hopefully moving towards the target of like a fully flourishing, open church, yeah. functioning and glorifying God the way that we're supposed to. Our um, only worry being, should we allow gl- gluten? Right. Free communion. <laughs> Once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now right. it's like, oh my gosh, that was an easy one. So I think I look ahead to the new year and I do want to set some sort of framework around it, like a uh, loose plan. But I also realize there's lots of wiggle room in that. And so part of it is like resilient. Uh, resiliency looks like flexibility to me. Waxing, waning with whatever comes our way, whoever comes our way, we just kind of like bob and weave and we continue to do that. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I say bring it, whatever is to come. I feel like we've built some endurance and, um, look into the Lord for guidance on that daily basis and, and then just seeing where we go. Yeah. God willing, we have a great, awesome leader and a continued uh, extended family relationship with Mm. our interim, Cliff, who's done a great job. I think uh, it would be lame for us to not acknowledge that you were a blessing from last year as well. And you helped transition us out of a very painful season into, um, you know, greener pastures and... um, just because we're going to be welcoming somebody new someday <laughs> doesn't mean <laughs> that we lose relationship with you. Correct. So yeah, absolutely. you're part of our past now, and we still want you to be part of our future as well. Thank you. Is that like a ghost of the past? And Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, what, what about you? Stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of hope for the future, uh, for 2022. Um, if I'm following through with this wilderness example, and I, like I was talking about, the next step for Jesus after that was stepping into the synagogue and blowing people's minds. Um, I really believe that we have been tested, and thankfully we had you through that process as well of being tested. And uh, I, I just really honestly see God saying, okay, you've been tested. I'm going to trust you now. And so hopefully 2022 year end this come a year from now we can look back and go look what michael called prophetically but we'll see may it be so yeah, yeah may or it be jesus so. returns or, G- or that's what brian, brian's jesus just ready yeah, or, or brian's gonna throw rocks at you because your prophecy wasn't accurate yeah, enough I, I don't mind having saying it was just the pizza that's okay. good okay uh i think for me as i think about this last year um you don't. You go into it not knowing what to expect, and uh, one of the rich things for me is it's it's really honestly it's very uncommon for a group uh, where the where the staff would stay together through something like you have experienced, and and we're now looking at the other side of that, and uh, 
And so you go in thinking, well, I want to be a blessing. And then, and I can't tell you how many times in my life I've said, Lord, just let me be a blessing. And I'm thinking I'm going to be a blessing to somebody. And then you find out, oh, actually, they were the blessing to you, you know? And, uh, and I think that's the great unexpected delight for me is uh, the blessing that y'all have been for me in this process. And uh, like Allison said, that's going to go on. And God does that. So I just want to, I guess my thing for those who are listening is look for those opportunities for God to let you get involved with a new relationship that that will last because it's Holy Spirit led and directed and and, uh, and there's a richness in that. And when you go through tough stuff together, then there's also, there's a battle uh, thing there, you know, that you generate out of that. So that I, I'm comfortable um, that as God brings a new leader and it, and it opens up the new doors for where Arbor is going, that even years from now, Brian's still going to want to hug me when he sees me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> He's a big hugger. <laughs> so, Based off what you're saying, I, I feel like the, I, I want to take this moment also to say if you're listening to this right now and you're not currently plugged into any of the ministries we're talking about, but something's resonating with you, we are still looking for people who want to join with us when it comes to our uh, the Arbor family. Absolutely. We have a place where you can serve. You have gifts and we want to use them. So, And that kind of goes into uh, what I'm hoping for in 2022 is um, I've, I acknowledge all the work that we've done um, being led by the Holy Spirit and saying, we'll figure a way, a way to do that. Right. doesn't seem like we have the capacity for it. Um, and all of our volunteers have said, heck yeah, let's do it. You know? Um, and I think about the tech team, the worship team, think about um, our students, children's volunteers, everybody. And I can name, so many people who have hopped on and said, yes, we'll, we would love to help you guys with that. Um, what I'm hoping for in 2022 is rest for those volunteers, hoping for new recruits so that those people can take a rest, um, and creativity from us to figure out a way to still do what we're doing, but not, um, not exhaust the people at Arbor. Cause I can, I can think of so many people who have told me, man, like this has just been a tough couple of, well, not years yet, but a year and some change. Right. Um, and I can't imagine doing church without those people. Um, I know that the Holy spirit will still be with us, but, um, I'd love to, to find some ways for us collectively as a church to rest, be refilled and that we can just be creative on how can we accomplish these tasks, even though, um, we don't have the volunteer force that we had, years ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I think, uh, it'd be really neat to just kind of wrap it up by praying for that, huh? For, uh, where God's going to lead us and, and, and direct us, uh, in 2022. And so, um, should I just do that? I think you should. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's Lord, I thank you for every person who, um, has tuned in, who still is listening. And I pray you Holy spirit to minister to them that they would know that this is a place where you are honored, where they can be accepted, where uh, that, that you love them and have, and, and have paid a price for them and want to forgive them and, and want them engaged in your family. And Lord, I thank you for this, uh, the group sitting here 
and everybody that they represent, the volunteers that they do ministry with, the, the people that we've talked about, the the leadership here at Arbor. And, uh, and as we look forward, Lord, to who you are directing to next lead us, we know you are the leader. We know it's you, Jesus, that is the head. Uh, but we're looking for that person that you would bring that would just uh, direct us in this, keep pointing us to you, keep allowing the Holy Spirit to lead, but be that person who would be able to tie those other pieces together. So we pray your blessing on that process and uh, that we would see your hand in that, that as we've heard about with uh, with from Allison and, and how you've answered prayers there and from that we've heard about from Brian and, and the, the magnificent way you've done that and the people who've been engaged with both Hayden and with Michael, Lord, uh, we're just praying for you to multiply that again in the new year. And our commitment to you is that we'll bring you glory for that. We'll bring you thanks for that as we're thanking you now for how we could see your hand in this last year. So get glory and, uh, and Lord, let us be a blessing to all those that we come in contact with in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray it. Amen. Amen.